Hey, this is Joey. And this is Austin. You're listening to Dark Sign Hero. Today we'll be talking about Pal World, The Lord of the Rings, and Chrono Trigger. Austin, I'm ready when you are. Let's do it. We are back, yes, guys. Sir. <laughs> We're back in black well yeah at least i am but yeah yeah i'm, I'm sure actually wearing a lot of black today <laughs> oh well there you go yeah <laughs> i'm actually super super surprised that we are back to be very honest i thought we were we were done we for. were <laughs> and back so soon i should say because yep. yep we were planning on even if we if we were planning on returning at all we were planning on coming back later like in the summertime not yeah maybe two or three months since we stopped or did our last episode so yep pretty much yeah. i i wasn't even expecting the summer thing to happen i thought we were dead <laughs> no nah, never uh, say never never say never be, yeah you proved me re- wrong joey you you sure did but anyway we have a guest today uh david mm-hmm. bryson is here he is an epic gamer uh he knows a lot about tons of different games but today he'll be talking about pal world uh, Joey and I have not really played it. Uh, Joey has kind of played it. I have never played it. But David, it is it it is his new addiction. Uh, David, mm-hmm. you want to introduce yourself? Well, hello everybody. I'm David Bryson, as these two lovely gentlemen said. And yeah, I'm very much of a video game nerd for everything, for a lot of different games, and Power has been my obsession lately. That's awesome. Very cool. And what makes it like special to play? Like I know it's like Pokemon with guns, but is there anything actually super unique that makes it fun? Oh, definitely for sure. Which is the first impression everyone would get. That yes, Pokemon with guns. But it's not as like simple as oh look, you get a machine gun right out the gate. No, it's a lot more deeper stuff than that. There's the leveling system, which is that you level up by doing tasks, leveling, and doing basic things Mm -hmm. to further get your different gears, all different recipes, different like workbenches and stuff like that. Building, well, their Pokeball, which is called a Pal Sphere. Pal Sphere, that's funny. And they actually have. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, David. There's like a different tiers of the Pal Spheres as well. And uh, why should people play it? Like, if you if you don't like Pokemon, should people even play it? If they don't like Pokemon, I don't know where you've been living for the past twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I honestly think you should definitely play it. It's very fun and a lot of adventurous, making different things work, having the certain pals doing the certain tasks. Mm-hmm. And especially, it's fun when you can make a a penguin a rocket launcher ammo. <laughs> you can wait. You can shoot penguins as ammo. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. That's crazy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It so is one hundred percent crazy. How are the bugs? Because I know this is an early access game. Uh, should people wait for the full release, or do you think it's okay to play right now? I think it's good to play right now, which is I have seen i've in a couple of pal world groups 
a lot of people are experiencing things that I'm not experiencing personally, but it seems kind of different between person to person, which is surprising to me. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. The biggest thing I had, it was also really annoying, which is I think they might have fixed it with a recent recent patch, is my world would not save. So how many hours were you in before you lost all your progress? The quick save saves it, but when you actually exit yourself, it doesn't. Oh, I see. So the quick save save works, but the classic save does not. Yeah. Well, how much does it cost? If people want to play, how much should they save up or looking to spend? For PC, it's 30 bucks. Also, if you don't have Game Pass Ultimate, it also costs 30 bucks. But if you do have Game Pass, it's free. And it's on Xbox and PC only, right? No PlayStation or Switch? They did announce that they are working currently of getting Power Worlds onto PlayStation. And I don't know if Nintendo will actually touch <laughs> Power Worlds. Yeah. Might be an issue there. <laughs> you know how crazy that would be if, if Power World, Pokemon with freaking guns, showed up on a Nintendo system. <laughs> yeah, it is Pokemon with guns, but I mean, you gotta you gotta look at it in different angles. Like there are other game elements in that game, Minecraft. There's isn't it kind of like, like Ark element? or something? Ark was yeah. one of them. I remember hearing about elements of that game being in Power World. Mm-hmm. I think like maybe it's mostly just because it's like a just, you know, you mine and uh, make like your house and you have to have the pals work for you. Basically, it's your own slaves or I guess your workers. Um, I kind of thought it was yeah. similar to Monster Hunter mixed slightly with Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, you do build infrastructures. There are walls, platforms, doors, gates. Everything else. So you do send pals to each pal on when you look at their details, they have like a list of things they can do mm-hmm. and they what level they are at for that. For example, the most common resources you're going to find is wood and stone because with any crafting game, that's it. Certain pals can do wood cutting mm-hmm. and stonework, what they can do efficiently. I have two pals on doing stone. I have two pals doing wood. I have a self-sustaining arm of wood and stone, so I have like plenty of resources to do anything with. Is it like a survival game? Are you trying to survive against like zombies or something? Well, you also do get raided like Ark, but not by other players. Unless you have a multiplayer server. There are pals that raid you. The big bad guys are called the Rain Syndicate. So like Team yeah. Rocket. Yeah, exactly like Team Rocket. <laughs> I'm like, there's gotta be again, it's They've got to make every bit of the game look and play and feel like Pokemon as much as they can. Interesting. It's just funny. Well, okay. Just, I just so... barely beat my first tower, so. <laughs> the Team Rocket Tower. That would be any others. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so far, David, uh, well, actually, first I should ask, you can't, like, like beat the game, can you? It's kind of a never-ending game, isn't it? As far as I know... Yes. There is, like, beating the Syndicate Towers, one in each region of the game. Like, there's one in the starter area, a volcano, an ice, and a desert. And once you beat them all, the game still just keeps going, right? Yeah. Okay. Also, you can catch what are called Legendary Pals. I only know one of them. Is that different? Is that different than the Lucky? I'm glad you brought up that point. Because, yes... Dear viewers, there are actually quote unquote shiny Pokemon, well, shiny pals in this game, but they're called Lucky. They have a lot of 
sparkles around them and they have a similar mark to like shiny pokemon if you look at it in like scarlet and violet it has a similar one and they're rare pals and they have the lucky passive skill which is so far what i've seen is more attack and more work speed i guess i've only caught two but i've seen four what would you rate it out of 10 so far i definitely will give it a solid eight definitely improvements that are coming hopefully that are make the game better but it's really good so far enjoying myself so eight is pretty much equivalent to calling it great a seven would be like good a nine would be amazing and 10 would be perfect and so i guess you've rated it great a great game by david Uh, We're going to be talking about the Lord of the Rings trilogy. We're going to specifically be keeping to the movies, not the books. Um, I know you diehard Middle-earth fans out there might be disappointed, but we're basic. I'm sorry. (laughs) At least least for right now, I'm working my way through the books, so I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, and I've I've read most of them, not not all of them. Anyway, um, so yeah, Joey, yeah, you've been getting into Middle-earth. Yes, I have. Yep, I've been consuming, allowing, or yeah, allowing a lot, of, a lot of my time uh, going into Lord of the Rings. Uh, not just Lord of the Rings. Uh, we, I mean, we won't talk about everything, you know, like the Hobbit movies or even the the new TV show, The Rings of Power, that's on Amazon right now. Yeah, but, we'll probably yeah. save those for another episode. But yeah, yeah, the. Lord of the Rings movies are by far one of my favorite movies of all time. And yeah. Yeah. it's that hasn't always been the case. I, you know, I've seen them before, you know, growing up. And I know I've watched them because my mom specifically really does more so like the third one, The Return of the King. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so recently I would say I would say probably at the beginning of January, maybe end of December, I started watching the uh movies again and then I got in, well I, I wanted to make sure I was you know getting the full experience and watching the extended editions of each of them because yes. also I remember you also telling me the one time before <laughs> you have to watch the extended editions. I'm yes. like but they're yeah. but they're three hours long. They're I remember that time. Four and a half I'm, hours long each. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I just remember like that's so long. But yep. really, to me, watching the extended editions of each movie, it doesn't feel no, yeah, like a long movie. Especially, it, it doesn't. No, I think we yeah. did talk about this before. How a lot of movies now are becoming longer, like at mm-hmm. least hitting three hours or maybe a little bit more. Yep. But. Yeah, to me, yeah, watching the extended editions, it does, especially when I talked about, you know, the comparing the movies, the extended editions versus the theatrical cuts. Right. How some things were left out, especially in at the beginning of Return of the King, with that scene that had to do with Saruman and the, and yeah, just how I'm like, okay, well, that kind of, I feel like should have been left in there. Yeah. Yeah, they could have probably spared themselves just having a little bit more of that in there. But the Saruman scene, his death scene, I just I really can't believe that it wasn't in the theatrical cut, you know. And when I saw it for the first time in the extended, I was like mind blown that it existed. (laughs) 
Well, it kind of it helps explain, you know, again, what happens to him because yeah, if you remember at because at the end of the two towers, you know, the the Mary and Pippin more like you know get help from the the trees. Yep. To stop Saruman and his plans of like you know burning down the forest and building up Sauron's army. Yeah. But yeah, it just it feels like it like there's kind of more questions that are raised as to what happens to Saruman. I mean, he don't really yeah. think about it that much. It kind of to me it felt like it. Like I was like, oh okay, what happened to Saruman? What happened to Saruman? Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they should have just left that in there in the theatrical cut. But. And the way he dies too, uh, David. Have you seen the extended cuts? No, but I do have plans to watch them. Okay, then maybe we shouldn't spoil it, but I can tell you this. It is amazing. <laughs> it is so cathartic. I did have... So cathartic. I've seen yeah. the theatrical cuts. There's a lot of scenes that they cut out. It's good. It's good. Uh, I'm yeah. pretty co- pretty proud that you watched the, uh, the extended cuts finally. I, d- I think I mentioned that like over a year ago. <laughs> yeah well no i definitely remember you telling me about that like hey you need to watch the extended cuts i'm like okay i'll i'll try i'll like okay leave me alone (laughs) you know it's like all right you know like the list of video games i have from people oh i I know just the the pile i'm gonna Uh, just add it to the pile but but movies are different because movies i know it's like well you know, I can sit down and watch them. I don't have to, you know. You'll be done in a couple hours, basically. Yeah. Yeah. With a but, game, yeah, it's definitely. Gonna take you a few weeks. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I don't know. Like really, now that I'm, you know, thinking about, I don't really know or remember why I got, or so invested in Lord of the Rings all of a sudden. Because I think you and I were talking about that. Because it's just like, yeah. yeah, all of a sudden I just remember started watching the first one. Uh huh. And then. You know, I just kept going and going. And I was like, all right, now that I've got the Lord of the Rings trilogy done, I need to go and watch The Hobbit. Yep. And then I remember once I got done with that, I'm like, okay, now I'll go and watch the Rings of Power TV show, which I remember when I first watched it, when it first came out, I wasn't really impressed by it. I don't know, maybe just because, but now that I have seen everything again and extended, it's like, oh, this is a lot better um, than I remember. Yeah, but, I get it. Yeah, that does kind of it, it makes me curious, like why you all of a sudden wanted to get into the Middle Earth stuff. I think it's yeah. cool. I'm all for it. And by the way, uh, just for the record, the Lord of the Rings is my favorite movie of all time. There's been so many good movies that I love, but it's still you hands know, down my favorite of all movies. Because, because I think yeah. So to yeah, go back to like how you said Lord of the Rings is your favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, even though there are three separate movies. Yeah, I count all. It really you would. Yeah, right. And I and I do as well because like you do have the books because they each have their own respective titles. Mm -hmm. But like if you go and just watch one, you need to watch the next one. Or like if you tried watching the second or third one, like you need to go back and watch the ones before that because each movie it's just it's one story, just like the Hobbit movies because well the hobbit is just one book but they split it up into three movies but Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's just the Lord of the Rings. It's one story about two hobbits that have this ring yes. that need to go and uh, to the lands of Mordor, which is the evil part of Middle Earth, and destroy, destroy it. Destroy it and Mount Doom. Before we get into, I don't know if we want to talk about like our favorite scenes or favorite moments. From yeah, the, go ahead, Joey. What, um, what's your favorite scene? But, uh, so yeah, definitely one of my favorite scenes from the <laughs> from the first one is the Balrog scene oh, when yeah. it just comes up and. Yep. And uh, Gandalf's like, you shall not pass. Such a good scene. Another favorite scene I remember, and it gave me chills watching it again, was when Arwen, she has to take Frodo to Rivendell because that's after it's after he gets stabbed by yes. the Ringwraith. Yeah. And she has to cross that river. And you can see the, the ring race are hesitant on crossing the water. And that scene when she's standing in the middle of the river and she's like, if you want him, come and claim him. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's, she said it. It's like that. She's like, oh, she said it. She said it. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, it's such a such a good scene right there. I love that and two of your favorite scenes are both in the first movie. There's yeah. a lot of scenes. Yes, there are. From the first movie. Yeah. Um, those are some very good scenes from the first movie. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. Funny enough, my favorite one back in the day when I didn't consider them all one movie was Fellowship. Mm. That was my favorite movie. Then it mm. turned to Return of the King. And then I got older. I'm like thinking, you know what? None of these work without the other ones. So I just mm-hmm. lumped them all together as all one big movie. What lore have you like been shocked to learn about? Because I know you've been studying it a bit about the lore. One thing I was trying to look more into was about how one thing was how old Gandalf was. Because oh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't tell you in the... I don't even know if it tells you in the books, but I know in the movies, they don't give you like how old he is. I've and, heard people claim that he's from like the beginning of the second age. I think mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's right or not. Yeah. So I was like, I wonder how old he is because he is in the Hobbit or at least in the, when they had the movies made, they had him come appear in the Hobbit. And then yeah. that's, that takes place 60 years before the events of, lord of the rings so it's like okay so he still looks the same you know obviously everyone's gotten older but uh yeah i was like how old is gandalf because he he's like the amount of knowledge and the the skills that he has like he's got to be very old i was trying to look it up like i did my own research about it i'm like how old is you know gandalf and there was kind of some conflicting answers like that's what people said like it's like oh well he's like fifty thousand years old i'm like i don't know if he's really that old he's that old no I'm like, far-fetched. Yeah, I was like, I don't know who this, who this, where this answer came from. But I don't really know if that's true. Yeah, um, I think that's, I think that may be too old. I would say probably, yeah, I would agree with you. Probably around somewhere in the second age is when he appears because. And the second age is what? What did they say? It was like three or four thousand years before the third age, right? At least when it comes to the rings of power, from what I understand, is that that. The, the from what we have in the rings of power that takes place 2000 well at the beginning of fellowship of the ring when there's the um the narration by gladriel and she talks oh, about yeah, the you know yeah, the, the, the creation the of the rings yeah the prologue. the prologue yeah yeah and she talks about the the great battle between sauron and the elves and men yeah she says in the movie that takes place 2500 years ago oh yeah or at least before so i'm not exactly sure so i would assume 
that the story that we have in the rings of power that has to take place way before like that yeah. even happens because because that sp- happens like after the rings of power no no because the rings of power is so the rings of power it does include a young galadriel and a young elrond so they're not even so they're not like adult i mean they're they're young adults but they're not like as old as they are when we meet them in fellowship of the ring oh okay so, so the prologue happens with after the comparison of rings of power is after right mm-hmm. okay that's yeah, what i thought because in the rings of power there's talks of morgoth who if you don't if you haven't he like the looked big bad guy yeah he's if you haven't more like more powerful than sauron if you haven't looked into the more into the deep lore of lord of the rings you wouldn't know who he is outside of the movies and how sauron who is mentioned in the rings of power you do see a little flashback of him and how he's like the big follower of morgoth and yeah so there's that i don't want to go too much into it because i want to keep that like a conversation or an episode separate for just the rings of power joey you said it's your favorite movie of all time lord of the rings Mm-hmm. Does that instantly give it a ten out of ten for you? Yes, definitely. Okay. Especially you know once you get further into the trilogy, Return of the King is yeah definitely my favorite out of all three of them because it's just this epic final piece of the trilogy that yeah. ties everything nicely together. Peter Jackson like all the way through all three movies like he does a great job of keeping you invested in the movie. Like you just want to yeah. keep watching it and just find out what happens. Definitely is a very good conclusion to all three movies. Yes, it's definitely a, a big recommendation for me. Like if you haven't seen them, I don't know where you've been for the past, for like again for the past. <laughs> I'm sure twenty years. Heard of them. I don't. I don't know <laughs> if you haven't. Well, like if you heard of them, okay, cool. But if you haven't seen them. Yeah, you do need. To I don't. See them. I don't know where you've been. Chrono Trigger, it's a great game. It came out in 1995. It's a JRPG. That stands for Japanese Role-Playing Game. Um, If it's a classic one like this one, uh, it's usually turn-based, and this one is as well. However, it introduced something very special. It's called the ATB system, or Active Time Battle, but they did a twist on it. So basically, it matters how fast you work through the menus to actually attack. Like, there's real time. It is it is turn-based. You have to pick your turn and kind of wait a second. But there's a bar that keeps refilling that makes sure that you're trying to go as fast as you can. Because if you're, if you're taking too long to make your choice, you're going to get attacked where you, where you didn't need to be. And that was a pretty big deal back in the day in 1995. It's a great game. And the story is basically a time travel story there's action there's adventure there's romance there's mystery there's twists and turns and big adventures and grand vistas this this is a cool 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 game and the crazy thing is it actually isn't as long as you'd think it's one of the shorter jrpgs and if you know anything about this genre these games are really freaking long like they can be like over 100 hours like standard wow this one's only about 10 to 20 hours, which is really nice. Um, mm-hmm. The only catch with, with that short short length is that it's actually encouraged for you to play through it again to get different endings. That's why they made it shorter, mm. which I actually really appreciate. But anyway, there's like 15 different endings. Um, you play as a young man named Chrono. Um, we've got red hair. It's all anime. It's really cool. Um, you basically are going to the Millennium Fair in the year 1000 AD. Your mom wakes you up, so get your ass out of bed. You're going to the fair. 
and you go and you run into this chick who run like you just knock in like just run into her and you fall over and she's like crying and you're like oh geez i'm sorry but you saw that she like when you not ran into her at the fair uh she dropped her pendant so you go pick it up and give it to her and she's like why'd you take that and you were just handing it back and anyway she's a blonde chick uh she has a secret identity she's ran away from somewhere i'm not going to spoil but you basically uh, hook up with her and you travel around the fair and that's when all hell breaks loose because of her pendant basically and if you go on a rescue mission which starts this amazing crazy journey but uh it's it's a cool game if you have any thought about getting into a new game i highly highly recommend chrono trigger Thanks for listening to Dark Sign Hero. It's been fun having you with us, and it's good to be back. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm also glad we're back. Here's to many more episodes. Keep on keeping.